Welcome to Generations. This is Kevin Swanson as well, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy with us on this edition. Bill, we reported this a year ago, almost exactly a year ago on theworldview.com. A new survey from Gallup found 7.2% of adults in America identify as an LGBTQ, a sexually perverted lifestyle. As of 2022, that percentage was double what it was 10 years before when Gallup first measured. Nearly 20% of the Gen Zers born since 1997 identified as LGBT. It's the largest proportion of any generation. Okay, that was a year ago. Now, here's fast forward one year, and I find another story. This one, the Public Religion Research Institute. And now, listen to this. A year later, I said 20% Gen Zers now, over 25% of Americans born between 1997-2012 identify as LGBTQ, significantly higher than previous generations, according to a Tuesday poll from PRRI. The poll found that nearly 50% of Gen Zers are more likely to identify as liberal and tend to be less religious than their millennial Gen X or baby boomer counterparts. Meanwhile, 28% of Gen Zers consider themselves LGBTQ compared to only 16% of millennials. Another said over 25%. So we've gone from 20% as of last March to 28% this year in a single year, an 8% blip or increase on the percentage of Gen Zers that claim to be LGBTQ. I and mean, that's almost a third of the population. I mean, it's phenomenal. The, the increase that surprised me that in a single year, you get a, a bump of 8%. That's something. No, so much for the, the myth that people are born this way and they can't change. Uh, but I, I'll go back further at Alfred Kinsey in his 1950s study on sexuality. He was saying 10% way back then. He was then. saying 10% of any group is homosexual. Right. And it, that stood for 50 years as the standard to the point where uh, in California they had Project 10, which was um, in the public schools, they they hired 10% of their faculty and their, their counselors as homosexual and lesbian based on Alfred Kinsey's study. Well, as it turned out, Alfred Kinsey's study has been, you know, shredded because it was a bad study. For example, the subjects of most of his study were prisoners. Well, that's a good cross-representation of the American public, right? No, of course not. And what he did to children, for what he did to children, he should have been executed. I'm not just talking about prosecuted and incarcerated. He should have been executed for that. But for 50 years, that stood as the premier study on sexuality because nobody bothered to expose what they knew to be a lie. And we're seeing the same thing now. But we're seeing it multiplied over and over again because we're seeing the lie that is being foisted upon those who are students throughout the secular schools and the state schools that you can choose your identity. And we force them. In the most confusing time of their life, when they're going through puberty, trying to determine their sexuality as God has created them. But we have now said, you will choose. You you are not created this way. You decide what you want to be. And we're going to force you to make these decisions. In Colorado, there's legislation that has been passed that forces, that that says students, by the time they're graduated, must learn all about the various sexual activities, including homosexuality, and 
that they have to decide, they, they are to be taught how to consent to have sex. Now, that's just evil. Schools should stop sex ed, period. If you want to clean up the schools, start by eliminating sex ed. That would go a long way in solving this problem and reducing the percentage that we're seeing increase in the confusion in our culture and among students. Percentage of people acknowledging to be LGBTQ, uh, 3.5% in 2012. As of last year, 20% of the Gen Zers. This year, 28% of Gen Zers. And Bill, I'm just going to say it's media. It's media. It's 90% of the music, the pop music, the Taylor Swift stuff, the Lady Gaga stuff, the Hollywood productions, the Marvel productions coming out, 90% of it, 95%, 97% of the blockbuster films are all pro-LGBTQ and they're presenting LGBTQ as the cool thing. If 95% to 99% of your pop music, pop media, pop movies coming out, Bill, if 95% of them are advocating the coolness of homosexuality and the LGBTQ stuff, what do you think the average kid's going to come away with? They're just going to say this is the cool thing. And th- that's the thing that is influencing the peer group and the pop culture more than anything else, my friends. And and pushing about 28% of the uh, Gen Zer into in complete insanity. Be back with more in just a moment on Generations. We've seen it, folks. God is working in the hearts of dads and sons, and he's turning the hearts, turning the hearts of fathers back to the sons and the hearts of sons back to the fathers and turning us all back to God. That's what we're looking for, and that's the theme of the Father-Son Retreat we've been sponsoring out here in the mountains of Colorado for the last 20 years, and I've been part of this for all this time. Now, God has done amazing things through the years. Uh, I've seen it. 350 dads and sons getting into God's word together. Nothing like it. Camaraderie, brothers on brothers. It's a band of brothers coming together. Powerful talks, prayer, father-son walks and talks, meaningful engagement. It's almost going without saying that dads and sons don't get enough time together. And hey, we don't get enough time out in God's nature playing games and going for hikes in God's fresh air. And we don't get quite enough time in God's word either. So don't miss this year's father-son retreats this August in the Colorado Rockies up in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Check it out at coloradofatherson.com and register today and be one of the first 125 people to sign up and save $100 per father and son. Secure your spot with the biggest discount available right now at coloradofatherson.com. And we're back on the Generations broadcast. 28% of Gen Zers now over to the side of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, up from 20% last year, up from 3.5% about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, 28%, that's a significant portion of the young people. And it really reminds me of what happened at Sodom, because remember that uh, it wasn't just the older men, but it was the the young men. It was the young boys as well that were all caught up in the raping, the homosexuality, all the sexual perversion of that city. Genesis 19.4. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, 
all the people to the last man surrounded the house. Okay, that's it. And they called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Right, right. So the, the whole rape and pillaging and- uh, To the last man. Homosexual perversion was yes. absolutely all the way shot through. And so this isn't a born that way situation. This, this blows is just, up the myth that you're born that way. Mm-hmm. This blows up the 10% lie that that Alfred Kinsey promoted from, for 50 years. This blows up this myth that I can't help but I was born that way. This is a society inflamed in passion and uh, the violation of God's law at every single point. And this is our society today. I think our society is is certainly giving way to all-out autonomy, uh, all-out sexual perversion. Uh, it's a demonic influence upon our society that would draw out 28% of the youth uh, driven by this particular uh, inflamed passion. Uh, Jeremiah 23, verse 14 also draws some of this out. Listen, also among the prophets of Jerusalem, I've seen a horrible thing, the committing of adultery and walking in falsehood. They strengthen the hands of evildoers. So that no one has turned back from his wickedness. So, Bill, there's a lot of strengthening of the hands of evildoers that's happening through our institutions, through media, through Taylor Swift, uh, through Lady Gaga, through the Hollywood movies, through the Supreme Court of the United States, doing everything they can to strengthen the hands of those who do abominable things. All of them have become to me like Sodom and her inhabitants like Gomorrah. Or think of Ezekiel 16:48. I think this, again, gives something of a sense of the root of these sins. As I live, says the Lord God, neither your sister Sodom nor her daughters have done as you and your daughters have done. Look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride. That's quote-unquote gay pride. So there it is, right? Sodom always has the gay pride thing going, always. Fullness of food, abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were haughty and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I took away as I saw fit. So I think what we see here with these youth is that they are perpetually in the entertainment mode, a slothful society, idle society. Remember, the idle mind and hands is the devil's playground, and I think the devil is having a really high time with 28%, really probably closer to 99% of the Gen Z population these days. Yeah. And- Proverbs 16, idle hands are the devil's workshop. An idle mind is also fertile ground. Mm -hmm. And we are to be fruitful. We're to be productive. We're to multiply. We are to take what is around us. We are to produce, to benefit others and provide for families. And yet we have become a slothful society. Yeah. We've become a very soft society. Yeah. Yeah. No, idle society. And that of course becomes the playground in which the devil can do just about anything he wants to. And the Gen Z generation is probably the most slothful and the most idle because, well, we're coming out of the most prosperous generation in the history of the world. So I think that's probably a contributing factor. Uh, so application of course, for our children, uh, guys, we cannot buy into the entertainment mode. Can't buy into the media. Just can't do it. Uh, uh-uh. nope. We're going to have to live a different life. Absolutely a different life. Absolutely. The world is collapsing in on itself. It's using technology to destroy itself. By the way, one more thing, and I'm just going to throw this out because the world is in its final death throes as I see it. I don't think we can continue much further. And we've talked about this before. And that's why I wrote the book, Epoch, the Rise and Fall of the West, because it is falling. It's a civilization that's just about done within maybe five years of being completely over. Um. But the world is is collapsing in on itself, and there's a new thing called deep fake porn. 
And what it is, now you know pornography has already destroyed the males of yeah. our generation. So yeah. it's already, the destruction's already happened. The smoke is coming out of the, the cities everywhere. Um, but there's a, a new form where it's AI-generated pornography using faces of familiar people. And so far, the prosecutions have only been able to go after the child porn. But all of this is just socially destabilizing. Uh, Taylor Swift, okay, gets hit with 45 million downloads. Now, I don't really want to describe in great detail what goes on, but back in the 1970s, okay, I can remember being a kid and you're going across the U.S. and you stop at a gas station on Route 66 or whatever it was. And, you know, somebody wrote somebody's name or drew some crude little porn thing. Okay, so the... Now, what's in, in the, the difference in the, the bathroom of the gas station? Yeah. Right, exactly. And and so so what's the difference today? Well, today it's not some bathroom wall down at the gas station on Route 66. That's one thing. But what happens with the internet is you mass produce it, and within four days, Taylor Swift has been violated 45 million times. The world, you understand the difference? Yeah, the world has become a bathroom wall. That's right. The world's become a bathroom wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, friends, I'm just telling you, this is what the end looks like. This is what the end looks like. If you're going to have a society, you're going to need a law. I'm just making this very simple. Okay, we're seeing this city smoking now. You're going to have to, you're going to have to kill adulterers by a civil magistrate decree. In other words, you're going to have to bring in severe laws to prosecute pornographers and to hang them in the city square on Saturday. Okay, now I'm talking about a civil magistrate doing this kind of stuff because we're not talking about anything else, but I'm just saying society is over. Okay, now, now even the ancient pagan Babylonians understood this kind of stuff. So you get Ur-Namu's law code of 1400 BC. I mean, talk about the very first law code that appears on steles, you know, carved into clay tablets in 1400 BC. I'm just talking about basic stuff, okay? I mean, the society today is over. But if you want a society, I'm, I'm just saying a basic civilization, and I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of civilization should Christ tarry. This may be the end. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a prophet. but. But if you, if, if you want society to survive, Bill, you can't just let anarchy destroy everybody. Marriage, life, you can't just give way to chaos. So you say, who's Ernamu? Now, this is in our Preparing the World for Jesus, our curriculum. I'm doing a second edition, by the way. It's coming out in hopefully three months. Ernamu. Okay, who's, who's Ernamu? He's the very first civil law code after Moses. Okay. Comes shortly after Moses. Ur-Namu ruled the city state of Ur in Southern Mesopotamia from 1346 to roughly 1370, produced a legal code that intersected really amazingly with the Mosaic law at several points. Now it's pretty strong evidence that folks uh, had some pretty strong connections with Moses, especially the Edomites and others that made their way down into uh, Ur of the Chaldees around that period of time. In fact, there was a fair amount of war going on between the Amalekites and the Edomites and those down in the area of Mesopotamia, southern Mesopotamia. So they had a great deal of contact with Moses. 
But uh, but it's interesting in Ur Namu's law code, the prologue introduced the gods. But as would be expected from any wise king, now listen, they subscribe to the first rule revealed by God in Genesis 9-6. Capital punishment for murder appears number one. Number one. That's the first thing. If a man commits a homicide, they shall kill that man. This is one of the very first law codes available on, on clay tablets in the history of mankind. Okay? Now again, not, not a society that was following the Yahweh God of Israel, okay? But they understood yeah, those enough. Were, those, were, those were commands in stone. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they understood <laughs> this kind of stuff. we're talking about clay tablets, which are kind of the derivative of those right. commands, right? Also included in the list is a sanction of capital punishment for adultery. If a man committed adultery with a woman betrothed, uh, he would be put to death. So the, these sorts of things were, were there, okay? I'm just talking about pagan law codes. They understood this kind of basic stuff. Now, also, Hammurabi's shows up about 1,000 B.C. Some people think more 1,700, but really, they've recently discovered he's a little bit more recent. But most of his law code, or a great deal of his law code, is patterned after Moses' law of 1,400 B.C. Uh, but same thing. Hammurabi refers to himself as one who feared God and took upon himself a commitment to bring about the rule of righteousness in the land. Quote, unquote, Hammurabi. Now, again, these are pagan Mesopotamians that understood that you can't have a society. You cannot have a society unless you have a civil law, which we've lost in these countries today. So, number one, murder by conspiring would require the death penalty in accord with the basic law given to Moses or Noah. Uh, abortion caused unintentionally when a pregnant woman is struck would result in a fine. That, that's very similar to Exodus 21, 23. Gross forms of incest such as those mentioned in 1 Corinthians 5, would result in the death penalty. The penalty for a man who hits father was not as severe as the Mosaic Code, but there's a penalty there. The penalty for adulterous rape was death. Penalty for kidnapping was death, and so forth. So, so. This is Hammurabi in roughly 1000 BC, almost exactly, at, at many points, copying the Mosaic Code of 1400 BC. Okay, so, so friends, this is what societies need. They need law. And that's what we need here, Bill. Now, I don't know what's happening in society in which the internet is completely out of control and pornography is being cranked out using AI at every point and people's faces are going to be on this all over this nation over the next, say, 10, 15 years, not just Taylor Swift, but others as well. Obviously, as Christians, truth will be established by two to three eyewitnesses at every point. So the Christian church is going to be just fine. We're going to be prosecuting only by two to three witnesses, and we're going to be very careful with, uh, with slander and uh, slanderous reports on individuals that are caught up in this AI web. So, but, but society itself, you understand me, Bill, society itself can't survive this kind of stuff. No, the old saying is that, that a lie will circle the globe before truth can tie its shoelaces. Yeah, especially with the internet. Especially with the internet, because... Yep. But we need to proclaim truth and grace. We need to hold the standard, as you pointed out, as to how to establish what is right and wrong and how to establish whether something is criminal or not criminal. But if you abandon the rule of law, as we have in our culture, then you descend into anarchy. Mm -hmm. And that's why Christians are the hope. Christians bless cultures. They always have. Yes. Abraham did. Moses yep. did. I just gave you yep. examples of that. Yep. And they still do to this day. They still do. That's the only way. It's only by the common grace 
of God's word and God's law and Christians who are willing to be the salt and light that will preserve our future civilizations. So go get elected, bring God's law to bear everywhere in every nation around the world. We're going to need this. Future civilizations are going to need this. All right, friends. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast. I encourage you to my book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, to better understand where we are as civilizations are coming apart right now. you got to understand how civilizations come together and how Western civilization built, and then how it's been destroyed over the last 100 years, really over the last 300 years. Anyway, the full story is available at generations.org the book is epoch the rise and fall of the west a brand new third edition available right now with a forward from pastor john MacArthur, and that available at generations.org this is kevin swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation